Welcome to the most electric podcast in sports, betting, entertainment. My name is Tanner Kern. I'm a certified G and a bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. And this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. The NFL is back. There's a different vibe in the air. The autumn wind has rolled in to ride the line, and we are excited to bring you our first primetime preview pod of the season. How you doing? We are super excited. I mean, the NFL season, this is what it's all about. Yes, MLB betting picks, loved it, sure. Talking about the NBA Finals, cool, love it. But this is what sports is about. Everybody knows Sundays aren't even a time of the day anymore or the time of the week. They are an event. Every Sunday is an event. You've got a full day of NFL action, and we have a Thursday of NFL action, which is why Tanner and I are here bringing you a full breakdown of that Thursday night football matchup. I like how you say event because like every Thursday, Monday, Sunday, even Saturday, like Saturday night, like primetime football, like every single day, like four days of week, four days a week. And then five when we bring in the action later in the season, we have football and it's the greatest thing in the world. If you don't like football, I don't know what you do with your day. I mean, the preseason, it's the preseason was the preseason. And I was still on the edge of my, that Commander's Ravens game was maybe the best preseason game that I've ever seen. And it just got me so ready for the rest of the regular season or not even the rest of the, for the regular season to start. And we got a really exciting matchup to kick off this season as well. Wait, before we get into that, are you, are you excited for the commies to win like four games this season? Maybe. So this is my, this has been my favorite stat of the off season for the commies. Now, everybody out there, I, I know you see that we're, we're, yeah, you see the commanders little tag right here. I'm not saying the commanders are going to be amazing. I've got them finishing either third or fourth in the NFC East, but they have won at least seven games in seven of the last eight seasons. They're not as bad as you think. They're just irrelevant. There's a difference. They're not terrible, just irrelevant. Grant, we went through the schedule and we had like we were generous and they won four games. Like no, we gave you went them through wins. the schedule. I went through the schedule on my own. I had them going seven and ten. That's fake news. <laughs> what do you news. mean? Okay, let, let's let, okay. I don't want to people don't care about the commanders, so I don't want to talk about them too much. But can we agree that they have a let's say at least a B plus uh weapons group, like running back, receiver, tight end, B plus. Right, Grant, 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 Grant. Let me okay, just learn, can we agree? Me... Do we agree or not? Yeah, they have good weapons. I'm not saying they don't. Okay, is that defense top 10? Just 10-ish, 12-ish? Middle of the road-ish. No, it's better than average. It's better than league average. They're going to get exposed this season by the Cowboys and the Eagles. Exposed. Well, we lose the Cowboys Cowboys every time we play them. And the Eagles are going to whoop your ass, too. Like, the Eagles Eagles hadn't arrived last year yet. You mean mean the same Eagles that we beat on Monday Night Football in primetime? The Eagles hadn't arrived yet last season. The Eagles are here now. Okay, this is a different Eagles vibe. This isn't Jalen. The underdog. Jalen Hurts was the underdog last season. Now he's the dog, okay? Yeah, but I don't think that's gonna work. I don't think they're gonna they they went they only lost one regular season game Jalen started last year. I don't think that's gonna happen again. Grant going way under on that six and a half win total. Be a crossover against the AFC East. You're gonna get smoked in all those games. You got the NFC West, you're gonna get smoked in a few of those games. You'll be you'll beat the Cardinals. You'll be one and oh. You're you're undefeated run will start week one. I'll <laughs> oh, give thanks. That. That's that's so you'll be, such one high you'll be one you'll be one of sixteen undefeated football teams at some point this season. You know what? You know what? That's that's positive, Tanner. That is positivity. Thank you for that. We will beat the Cardinals. 
All right, smash the subscribe button. We're talking about Thursday night game. We have some news to break down in this one. We're going to do for these primetime pods on Mondays and Wednesdays for the Thursday night game, the Wednesday one. We're going to do a pick on the money line slash spread, a pick on the total, and then a prop. Again, not every line we want to bet here. We'll tell you which ones we would recommend betting and which we're just recommending. I well, just, no, you said the same thing twice. I was I was ready to throw up in my mouth because I'm so excited <laughs> for tonight. Okay, I don't know if you could see that, but I'm I'm being a freaking bulldog right now. Okay, I'm being a bulldog, just like Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions walking into Arrowhead Stadium. They're biting ankles. Didn't he have a quote this week? He's biting off ankles. We're gonna go in there and bite off ankles. I feel like he said that numerous times. I mean, Dan Campbell's and a bulldog himself. Let me see this. Let me see this quote on biting off angles because it's by kneecaps kneecaps oh yeah that's what it was so this team's going to be built on we're going to kick you in the teeth all right when you punch us back we're going to we're going to smile at you and we're going to not when you knock us down we're going to get up and on the way up we're going to bite off a kneecap lions money line lions plus five and a half not even questioning it now after seeing that quote yeah, so this is a very interesting uh, spread for me to try to break down. The money line, look, I'm, I'm going to take the Chiefs. I know we've got some Travis Kelsey news, some Chris Jones news, which we are going to talk about in just a moment here. But from a big picture perspective, last year the Lions were one of the best teams in the league against the spread. They went 12-5. and five. The Chiefs, because they're so good every year, they always get spreads that are larger than they should be. And that's because, you know, the, the general public just has so much blind faith in them to score a ton of points and cover large spreads. Last year, they were only 8-11-1 against the spread, even though they did go on to win the Super Bowl. So weird as it sounds, the Chiefs' ability hasn't necessarily translated to profitability. Now, where I say it's weird is trying to evaluate this line is when it was at 6, even 6.5, I thought that wasn't giving the Chiefs enough credit. I was all over that Chiefs side of things. And, you know, Chris Jones not playing, yes, Gonna, gonna hurt their ceiling to a certain extent, but I thought they were still gonna be fine. This Travis Kelsey news. I mean, Travis Kelsey has missed one game due to injury in his entire professional career ever since his rookie season. I don't think he's missed a game either. He's missed no games or one game during Patrick Mahomes' tenure as the starter. So how is that? Yeah, I mean, we we don't we just don't know how Mahomes is gonna play without him. And I'm not saying Mahomes is incapable. That's not at all what I'm saying. But what I am saying is this Chiefs cast of receiving weapons is just piss poor. Like if it's it's okay, he can turn water into wine if he has Kelsey as his security blanket. But if he doesn't have any reliable and consistent playmaking threats out there, then I feel like uh, it's going to make it a lot harder for him. Obviously, and I'm honestly shocked this line only dropped about a point given the Kelsey news went from six and a half to five and a half. Personally, I thought it would have hit like four and a half. Well, nobody respects the Lions, I think. that That's what that Dan Campbell quote says to me. Nobody respects the Lions. But I think we're going to see a heavy dose of Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon in this game. Uh, I do think the Chiefs are going to try to come out and establish the run, slow the game down a little bit just because they don't have that guy to go to. Uh, again, Travis Kelsey, I don't think – it wasn't confirmed that he wasn't playing. He's questionable. Yeah, we don't know. We don't He's, know. Yeah, it's probably a game-time decision. There was still props up for Kelsey after the news on DraftKings yesterday. So it has at least touchdown score props. So not confirmed if he's going to play or not play. So it's a risk. If you take the Chiefs at four and a half, you might get lucky. But again, if you hyperextend your knee, you're probably not going to be at full strength here. Um, the receiving core for them, Kadarius Tony, uh, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and Sky Moore. None of those players scare me in any way whatsoever, especially against the Lions, who are just freaking hungry dogs. And I do think they're going to be in Patrick Mahomes' face in this game a little bit. And the, the, the Chiefs do have a good offensive line with uh, Creed Humphrey up the middle and Joe Tooney on the side. But I, I, it's hard to bet – like. 
Travis Kelsey's a top pick in fantasy for a reason. He's a tight end, but he's a top five pick in fantasy just because he's that dominant and that good. So Patrick Mahomes not having a safety valve in this game and a guy that he looks to target down the field, it's going to hurt the Chiefs. It absolutely will. Now, with all that being said, I'm probably if if you if you force me, you know, if you have a gun to my head and you say pick a side, I'd probably go Chiefs spread just because unveiling the Super Bowl banner opening night. This is a really difficult spot for a young Lions team to walk into. I've talked about this before. The Lions were great last season, quote unquote. They still only finished nine and eight. They didn't even make the playoffs. And now for the first time, and who knows how long they actually have expectations they have to deal with. Normally, the only expectation is that they're going to be atrocious. Now people are actually expecting them. They're minus money to win their division. I just don't like that makeup. But, you know, all that being said, I'm not betting chief spread. That's my pick. But I wouldn't place that bet, especially with the Kelsey and the Chris Jones news. I still think this game's going to go over. That would be my favorite pick of the major markets is the over. I mean, the Lions had one of the worst defenses in the entire league last season. I think they gave up the fourth most yards and the most points. It's either fourth most yards and most points or fourth most points and most yards, one of the two. Passing defense was especially atrocious. I know that we were just talking about Mahomes is going to uh, feel the effects of not having Kelsey, but in his week one career, he's averaging over 305 yards passing per game, 18 touchdowns to zero interceptions. And we know the Lions game plan is sure. They want to bite your kneecaps off, but all that really means is they want to be able to air the ball out and try to mix in the run with Jameer Gibbs. They've talked nonstop this off season about how much they plan to use Jameer Gibbs. So if the Lions are going to make this game competitive, it's going to be for them scoring a lot of points, not from them holding down the Chiefs offense, which nobody really can do, no matter who's out there. Grant, bite your kneecaps off doesn't mean throw the football in any way whatsoever. It, it's a mentality. It's yeah, a mentality. My, my, my point is that mentality isn't real for the Lions defense. It was, yes, it, is. it was one of the three worst defenses in the league last season, and it didn't get better in the offseason. It got better in the for the future. You know, Jack Campbell, Brian Branch bringing some of those guys. Yeah, you know, you're going to be good years down the line. But in week one against Patrick Mahomes, that, that does not move the needle whatsoever. Grant, it's a mentality. It's we're not we're walking into Arrowhead Stadium and we're going to show up in this football game. If you're the Lions, you are salivating at this opportunity to play the defending champs on the road with a chance to knock them off. I like them plus five and a half here with the Travis Kelsey news. I might take it up to six and a half, maybe just so they can alternate spread. You still probably get it for minus 135 here just to get a little more protection there. I think the Lions will be able to score. I think Amon or St. Brown is going to have a big day. I think they're going to be able to run the football. And again, we don't know exactly what they're going to do with Jameer Gibbs. So that's another wild card for this Chiefs defense that really wasn't that good last year. They were stronger against the run than they were against the pass. But this is the downfall of the Chiefs without Travis Kelsey, without Chris Jones. Those are two impact players that make a huge difference on both sides of the ball. I think it's going to be noticed, and it gives the Lions the best opportunity to cover the spread here. So I'm going to take that. As far as the total, we we're starting to get into this one. I don't know what side I would take. I think it's risky to take the over here because it is such a high total. It's also risky to take the under because both offenses can get going quick. Knowing that there's no Travis Kelsey for the Chiefs and knowing that the Lions – are going to score, but you're still betting on Jared Goff to be just as good as he was last year. I would probably lean towards the under. It's just, it's too many points in week one for me on, in prime time, but that's not like, I don't have a strong lean either way. I would just say the under because it's so many points. 
no, I do understand that perspective. Where I would counter is that Jared Goff, he improved his level of play when he was pressured last season, but he's still a lot better when he has a clean pocket, as you know most players are. But Chris Jones is really the, the only sack artist that the Chiefs had. I mean, Karloftis flashed, but if Chris Jones isn't there, then in theory, Jared Goff's going to have a lot of time to throw the football, and you know that would lead to him you know, racking up more yards. You said Amon Ra, St. Brown, you're expecting a big day. Is that, that your player prop here? Yeah, it will be. But just Jared Goff, I got a little stat for you, too. 23 touchdowns at home last season, only six on the road. Interesting. That's a good, that's a very good stat. Did not know that. Touchdowns on the, at home, only six on the road. So that's another reason probably to look towards the under there. But if you're, if you're going off that logic, you should probably say, Hey, the, the, the Lions are not going to cover the spread here. So it's, this is just, it's week one. Anything can happen. I think props probably your best bet in this one too. The yardage numbers are actually pretty similar. He's still averaging over seven yards a pass, but the touchdowns are way down on the road. Yeah, Tanner and I were talking about it in pre-production. We didn't really go so far into our picks because we kind of wanted to save it for the recording. But we were talking about this is a real 50-50 in the over and the spread. You know, this is just a difficult matchup to call. A lot of people's strategy sometimes is not even to bet week one, just see how the teams come out and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we're, we, we, we totally understand the – the disagreement, I guess, between us. And we think that there are cases to both sides. Um, but Tanner, you know, you're leading Lions. I'm leading Chiefs for this one. My favorite player prop, though, is going to be a Lions player. It's going to be Jameer Gibbs. We've talked about him enough. I think that he's going to be a huge receiving threat. And so for him to only have a line at 31 and a half yards, I know it opened actually closer to, I think, 26 or 27. So there's a lot of public pressure pushing this thing up. But I think it's for a good reason. I mean, he ran a 4-3, got elite speed. He's going to be used out of the backfield as a receiving threat a lot. And, you know, like we were saying, if Jared Goff is going to have lots of time to throw the football, um, then my guess would be the Chiefs are probably going to prioritize their downfield coverage, knowing they aren't going to get, you know, pressure on the quarterback. That, in theory, is going to leave, you know, the check down or the short routes open and leave to Gibbs going over his total. Yeah, I agree with that. I would say he's going to go over his receiving and his rushing total in this one. I think he has a big day because he's so explosive and the numbers are so low at this point. He can hit it with one carry. He can hit it with one catch. Um, so maybe look at a combined rushing plus receiving total as well. That could be money for him. Again, it's another wild card because we just don't know how he's exactly going to be used in this spot. We think he's going to be used a lot because he was like the Lions pick drafted up to get him. They did not need to take him as early as they did. And that was one of their problems where that was one of the complaints that people gave them when it came to the NFL draft. But I like Gibbs Gibbs to have a big day. I put, I did the same game parlay. Like he's in it for his over 30. I did like over 30 and a half rushing yards or something low, like minus minus one ninety five. Are you in the fantasy league, Tanner? What am I in a fantasy league? Yeah. Yeah. Too. Did, did, did were you I don't know about you but I was given heavy heavy consideration to Jameer Gibbs um and I think it's for this reason in a PPR league especially I think he is going to catch a lot of passes out of the backfield he actually went the pick before I had mine which was really unfortunate because I was going to draft him but I, I just put it out there because if you're in a fantasy league then like I said you will know that Jameer Gibbs is high on that board people are expecting a lot of good things from him or DFS he's probably a must start in DFS for tomorrow night I don't know what his price is exactly um, on DraftKings or whatever DFS site you're using. But he's probably a good play there just because he's going to get a lot of touches. And these these guys who are rookies, they don't put too many expectations on them in week one. Um, so that's another reason to look there. I'm going to be going with Amon or St. Brown to go over. The Lions moved a little bit. It was 77.5. It's dropped down to 75.5, 76.5, depending on the book. But over 76.5 receiving yards, we'll call that. 
Um, Amandre St. Brown had about 10 targets on average per game. Targets equate to catches, catches equate to yards. So really like him to be the feature guy for Jared Goff this season. As we said, Jared Goff's touchdown numbers aren't super high on the road, but he does have about the same passing numbers. He has the same average. Uh, and Amandre St. Brown was really good last year. High boom rate, uh, low bust rate. He's still going to get his targets throughout the entire game here. And I think he's going to uh, take off against this Chiefs passing game, which was pass defense, which wasn't really that good last year. And also with the uh, addition of Chris Jones not being in there, that's another reason to take him on or St. Brown, because if they can't get to Jared Goff, he's good enough to pick them apart. So if one guy's getting the the catch numbers and the yardage numbers, it's going to be Goff. It's going to be uh, a monitor St. Brown. I wanted to bet on Jared Goff's passing yards. I think that number is just, it's not too high necessarily at like 255 and a half, but the problem with him is he he fluctuates so much. One game he might have 350 yards, next game he might have just 200. But I know Amon Ra is going to get his targets no matter what. Yeah, I think golf only went over in seven of 10 games last season. And I know it's the Chiefs, it's, it's on the road, it's week one. And when you're playing the Chiefs, you know, again, we talk about how's it going to play with Kelsey or without Kelsey there if he doesn't play. But if we just assume what we know and Kelsey's there and it's just a bunch of average guys around him, Chiefs could still score a ton of points. They still get a lot of yards. And that puts a lot of pressure on the teams they play to throw the ball, which then leads to more yards. So honestly, any receiving props for the Lions, I would probably like the over. I'm not saying blind bet all of them, but I'm saying they're going to be in a better position than most weeks going against this Chiefs team that even without Kelsey, you got to imagine. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes, the best player in the league. You got to imagine he's going to put some points on the board, and that would lead to the Lions responding in kind. Yeah, definitely. So you got Chiefs spread. I got Lions spread. I got under. You got over. And then I got Amandra, <laughs> and you got Jameer Gibbs. So we're going heads up. I'll listen. I love that quote. That quote, biting off kneecaps, that quote got me fired up. So I'm, I'm, I'm all in on the Lions here. I mean, I love Big Red. I love Andy Reid, too, though. So I love – I just love winning the Super Bowl. What are you going to do? I'm going to go eat a cheeseburger. That's the guy root. That's the guy that I want. I don't want to root for the Chiefs. Nobody likes Patrick Mahomes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody likes Patrick Mahomes. Whoa, whoa. Okay, do you dislike Mahomes? No, he's just there. He's just, well, he's just there because he's so do- – what do you he's mean? He's so good. I'm not saying he's not good, but nobody, nobody wants Patrick Mahomes to win again. Whatever. That's weird coming from a Patriots fan because everybody loved Tom Brady so much. The greatest to ever do it, Grant. No. The greatest quarterback of all time. Yes, he is. He is the greatest quarterback. No, yeah, he is. He is. He is. But Mahomes is ahead of him as of this point in his career. No, he's not. Because what Tom Brady's narrative is will always be better. Okay, but this isn't a narrative driven. Like, who cares? Yeah, it is. The greatest of all time. It's the greatest story of all time, too. Like, yes, it's the greatest story of all time. What's Mahomes got? Two Super Bowls? Two Super Bowls, two MVPs. Well, it's Brady's not a big MVP guy, but he's got the rings. All right, so Mahomes needs to go win another five Super Bowls and then go to ten. If he gets, if he get, if he get, if he wins five and he's significantly like, let's say he gets five Super Bowls with five MVPs. Brady's got seven Super Bowls with three MVPs. Like we're having a conversation at that point. If he gets five Super Bowls. Five Super Bowls, five MVPs. No, there's not even a que- there's not even a question. There's not because because Manning's got more MVPs than Brady, right? Manning's got a lot more MVPs. Yeah, but he only has two Super Bowls, I think. Right? I know, but people, but like Brady was never the MVP. He was the guy that just won games. He's the fourth quarter king. It's Tom Brady. Look, I don't know if you haven't seen Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has more fourth quarter comebacks than Tom Brady did at this point in his career. Sure, he's made more double digit comebacks than anybody in the league, and he's in like his sixth season. Sure, this dude is unreal. He he is. I'm not saying he's not unreal, but he was a first round draft pick. Tom Brady was the 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 late round draft pick that just became Tom Brady. Tom Brady went to ten Super Bowls, Grant. 
Yes. Every other year, he's, amazing. The he's the best football player ever, and Thank he has a he has a he exceeded expectations better than Mahomes. But Mahomes, Thank at this point in his career, nobody has had a better start to their career. It's unarguable. So you stop would, arguing. You think you, I'm not arguing. You, you, Mahomes should have a better start to his career than Tom Brady. Okay, Tom Brady he has was, had a better start, and right now he is on pace to be the best player of all time. No, he's not great. He has to win seven Super Bowls. If he's had a better start than everybody, how is he not on pace to be the best? Ever? It all comes down to winning Super Bowls, Greg. Yes, I agree, but he is on pace to do it. He's won you're, two Super you're Bowls You're asking five years. for him to win another five Super Bowls and go to ten. You're asking for a lot. That's going to do it for this episode of Ride the Line. You're asking for a lot. That's all I'm saying. For him to win five more Super Bowls, it's a lot. Look, we can be here all day. Let, let, let's get on out of here. The people came here for the picks. We gave them. That was Ride the Line, the greatest show in sports betting entertainment. Smash the subscribe button, and we'll see you on Friday. <laughs>